0: Getting down to the nitty-gritty, coming out of the fog, and really seeing things for what it truly is can be very mind-numbing. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, I have spoken for probably the last 20-plus podcasts of my experiences with my borderline wife, undiagnosed, and we've talked a lot about how it is and how we feel and What we should do, but what challenges are presented in a relationship with someone who has borderline personality disorder? Well, being in love with a borderline can be the equivalent of a life sentence of being a parent to a child who never fully grows up. In one of my most popular podcasts, Emotional Intelligence, one of the earlier podcasts that I did last year, I think it was in October of last year. Uh, I talked about the emotional intelligence of somebody with borderline personality disorder, the stunted emotional intelligence, because essentially you are dealing with a child, a child who is in an adult's body, a child who handles emotions differently than a mature adult. But once in a great while, it can be one of the most exhilarating experiences of your entire life, being The significant other of a person with BPD, I can definitely caution you, is not for the faint of heart. And if you are getting into a relationship with somebody with BPD, if you're in the beginning stages and you're beginning to think, hmm, something's a little off about this relationship, it's really great, but mm, it's just a little bit different. I remember when I was dating my wife, she was constantly breaking up with me. And at the time, I wish I knew than what I know now, because that's a classic push pull operation of somebody with borderline personality disorder. They're with you one minute and then they're pushing you away because there's that constant fear of abandonment. So if you're not creating the abandonment, they will create it for you. So it really takes selflessness, unconditional love, tolerance, acceptance, And sometimes it will require you to give up all of your hopes and dreams of a future with someone who never really existed and walking away. Because at the end of the day, no one can continuously compromise their own well-being to try to save somebody else. And isn't that what we're trying to do? Isn't that what I'm trying to do? Trying to show my wife, save my wife from her own emotional Demons from her upbringing. I can't do that. And neither can you. So there's what we call self reckoning. And it goes hand in hand with what I talked about in a previous podcast, and that is self respect. You surrender that reckoning. You surrender that self respect when you enter into a relationship with somebody with borderline. There's no doubt about it. Because really, when it comes down to it, you have to decide. Whether or not you want to continue to stay in the relationship or whether you want to go. Cause usually the borderline won't do that for you. And I'm also talking about people with BPD that do not accept the diagnosis or accept it, but do not pursue treatment. You know, if somebody's not going to actively try to change their behavior, you know, it's just not going to happen. I genuinely mean that because when we go without treatment, when a borderline goes without treatment, they can suffocate and suck the life out of the gentlest of beings. Think about that. Are you giving up your life to try to change somebody else's life? And if you go on bulletin boards like Quora, or if you go on bpdfamily.org, you're going to see a lot of very sad people, people who are trying to cope people who are trying to live parallel to somebody with borderline personality disorder. And at the end of the day, it's near to impossible. What people will say to you, what people will be bluntly honest, if you look at some of the things that people post, they basically say, get the hell away from somebody with borderline personality disorder if they're not seeking professional help. Because if they are not looking to better themselves and make themselves better, they will destroy you okay? They will destroy you. And isn't that one of the reasons why you're listening to my inner torch and other podcasts about dealing with somebody with borderline? Because really when it comes down to it, and I hate to say this, the underlying underlying current is how long are you willing to put up with walking on eggshells, with avoiding triggers, with rages, with the really intolerable things that they say or hurtful things, forget the intolerable, the outlandish things that they say, the splitting, the delusions, their version of reality. How long are you willing to do that? So, you know, if you need further sort of reminders of what it's like to deal with somebody, I would suggest that you go on YouTube and you put in BPD You'll find a lot of really good free advice from psychologists, from licensed social workers who are counselors, people that will help you come out of the fog. And thinking about the fog, which stands for fear, obligation, and guilt, I kind of now had a, an opportunity to rethink it. And I do believe that we all do have the fog, so to speak. We have fear of losing the relationship of, of, of the person of what they're going to be, and we have obligation because we are caretakers, we are codependents, and we do have guilt thinking about perhaps leaving the relationship. Maybe that's what fog really stands for. When you come out of the fog and you begin to understand what you're dealing with, you have a definitive choice to make. And again, it's not my position to say to you that you should leave or stay in a relationship. That's up to you. It's up to me. But when you look at it and you you kind of look at the pros and the cons, you may say under the pros column, my significant other with BPD is a wonderful person sometimes. Okay. But the cons are on, on the other hand, they can be a terrible person. They can be a hurtful person. They can be a raging person. I think what it comes down to is how long are we willing to make excuses for their behaviors? Cause that's what we're doing. How long are we going to give them the emotional allowances that we give them that we might not give to somebody else? Again, I always talk about this and I want you to think about this. If I started raging on this podcast and started insulting you and started telling you things that were outlandishly, not true. Would you continue to listen? And the answer is probably no. So why are you staying with somebody who exhibits those behaviors? You know, we want to believe in the good that this person may have, but we also have to understand that they're deeply tormented and that torment, unfortunately, that hurt, that abuse that they maybe endured when they were younger they basically project that back onto us. And are we deservant of that? And are we willing? So you have to ask yourself that. I've been in a relationship for 20 years now with my borderline wife. And I do step back and say, and even she has said, you know, you're willing to put up with it. That's great. But why doesn't she want to change? And you see, this is what it comes down to because I don't know if they can change. I don't know if they can. I don't know if somebody with borderline can do DBT or other therapies that are available. CBT Cogn- cognitive, behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy. You know, can they do it? Can they do it? And can they be committed to it? Because in the end, all of this, the, this abuse cannot be washed away. It cannot be erased that they endured and their dysfunction I think is very deeply embedded in their psyche. And so I I hate to be the harbinger or bearer of bad news. Perhaps if anything, this is a wake up call to you and to me to understand that going forward, things are never going to change. They aren't. And at the end of the day, you have to decide whether you wish to put up with it, whether you wish to continue to endure. Because it goes back to those who say and those who do, inevitably one of you is going to pull the trigger on ending the relationship. Either it's going to be you or it's going to be the borderline who decides, you know what, you're going to abandon me eventually. So I'm going to go ahead and kind of hedge the bet, cut bait, leave the situation And go set up camp somewhere else and start the whole process over again because that's inevitably what they do. They will do that. They have to because that's just the way things play out in their mind. That's why borderlines leave their husbands, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends. And then we're going to talk about in an upcoming podcast, something called hoovering. Okay. Look it up hoovering, vacuuming, well, not really vacuuming, but I guess hoovering is going back to the relationship if they can't find another relationship or if another relationship has failed. This is a trait for somebody with narcissism personality disorder. But again, I think narcissistic personality disorder and borderline personality disorder are almost kind of sort of one of the same. We're going to explore that going forward, but they do and can parallel each other. You can have, you don't necessarily have all the nine symptoms of a borderline. You may have five, you may have four, and then you may also have some narcissistic tendencies thrown in there for extra measure. But look up hoovering. It's scary because it takes advantage of the person that the borderline left. And then they may come back. They may start to reach back out to you. And then it's like a yo-yo. You're back in the fold. You're back in their orbit. So think about it. Think about where you are in the relationship think about the fact that it will be, and it will continue to be very difficult. And I wish I could sit here and say, it's going to be different. It's going to get better. You will find salvation. Unfortunately, when it comes to borderline personality disorder and the cluster B disorders, which are infinitely difficult to treat, the prognosis for all of us is not terribly positive. I'm going to leave you with this saying, this talks about a borderline and this really rang true with me. I can't take credit for coming up with this saying. This is another anonymous quote. When they can't find anything wrong with you, they create it. Think about it. When they can't find anything wrong with you, they create it. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. Till next time, this has been my inner torch.